Hello friends, we are back in chapter 8 of Luke. As always, before we get started, let us go ahead and pray over the verses that we will be reading today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day that we have had. Thank you for the people that are in our lives. Thank you for just protecting us and keeping us safe today. We pray that you allow us the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp that word that we are about to receive, that we may be able to put it into work into our own lives, and help us to share this with whoever needs to hear it. Lord, help us to bear fruits of your Spirit today in everything that we do. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today, and allow us to walk in your guidance in each and every step. Protect us from any attacks of the enemy that we may face today. Help us to not stumble over the many obstacles that we will face. Lord, we pray that you just allow us your love, kindness, peace, grace, and mercy, that we may be able to be beacons of light and share these with your children around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, this first section is called The Parable of the Sower. This comes directly after Jesus is anointed by the sinful woman at one of the Pharisees' houses. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that, though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. 
Okay, this next section is called a lamp on a stand. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken from them. This next section is called Jesus' Mother and Brothers. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. This next section is called Jesus Calms the Storm. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Okay, this next section is called Jesus Restores a Demon-Possessed Man. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from that town. For a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over the town,
how much Jesus had done for him. This next section is called Jesus Raises a Dead Girl and Heals a Sick Woman. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. The man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher any more. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead, but he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. That is it for chapter 8 in the book of Luke. I want to go over a few details just real quick. So in the first section, we learn of a woman named Joanna, who is the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. And for some reason, I highlighted this. I'm not really too sure why. But I did go ahead and look it up, so I'm going to go over that with you guys right now. So it says that Joanna was one of the many women who was healed of either evil spirits and diseases. It doesn't say which one she had, but it just tells us that she was healed by Jesus. And after this, she decided to follow Jesus. So Joanna was the wife of Chusa, who was a manager of Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee. So she is a person of importance. But when she was healed, she decided to follow Jesus from town to town, and she used her wealth to help and support the missionary troop. She was present at Jesus' crucifixion, and she was also one of the women who had brought spices to the tomb and found the tomb empty. I'm reading from an article on gotquestions.org and it mentions that by welcoming Joanna into his um, circle, Jesus broke Jewish traditions. And Joanna also had to have stepped down from her aristocratic role to instead follow Jesus in his endeavors. So it says that Back in the first century, 
that would have been considered scandalous for women, especially a married woman. So hers is a life that shows how the gospel demolished class barriers and social prejudices. Another part that I had looked up was why the town had asked Jesus to depart from them when he healed the man who was demon-possessed. And I found a lot of answers on this, but the one that I think that I liked the most was from an article on mikebickley.wordpress.com. And the idea in this article is that whenever Jesus offers us forgiveness of our sins and salvation, why would we turn him down? And the person, the author of this article, suggests that we would turn him down because he would disrupt and disorder our lives as he disrupted the town when he allowed the demons to go into the pigs that were plummeted to their deaths. We consider these questions like, is he going to change me? Is he going to change my heart? Is he going to change my lifestyle? We have this idea as humans that we are in control of our own lives. And that is very much not true. But Jesus comes to us saying he can provide salvation. That we just have to let him be in control. As he always is anyways. But we fear that we are not in control. So we turn him away. Just like the townspeople asked him to leave. It is so hard to try and let God handle things whenever you're faced with something so scary. But whatever you do, nothing that you do will change the outcome of whatever is to happen. So I urge you to just pray on it and pray that God gives you his peace because he definitely will. You may be able to do something as you think of it on your own, but it will be so much easier if you just let Jesus help you with it. That is all the time I have for today. I hope you guys have a great day and until next time.